are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. To the beat, coming at you with the funny random rambling, talking about all sorts of things that'll make that rain day sunny. Yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping. Come get your laugh on, yeah, it's a concept. You know, he be rocking, rock got the facts and all of the gossip. It don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in. Bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends. Be Robbie Lid, tune in in your crib and your whip at your job. He got new shows every Sunday. What up, everybody? This is your boy, B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Rams with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a new listener, I very so much appreciate you for giving my show a try. And if you're in the vicinity of the person that may have recommended you to me, if somebody did recommend you to me, give them a nice crisp high five if you're in a vicinity if not you just send them a, a text message via snapchat instagram or whatever form of social media that you use and let them know that hey rob told me to give you a high five boom that's how it worked um i have a guest and um the random ramblers with rob is just that it's a a, a freaking uh, i don't know what to call it it's just like a random collection of uh things you know just the way I talk, you know, the things that I project from my mind through my lips that comes through this microphone and it hits your earbuds or wherever you're listening to me at. And um, I think from a guest standpoint, it's pretty much the same thing. I've had anywhere from uh, adult film stars to musical guests to professional wrestlers to actors, um, unemployed motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> just a, a array of people from all around the world. And, um, I don't think I have ever had a guest of, uh, this uh, caliber so far. Um, my guest with me here on this episode is a man that boggles my mind with the feats that he can do with his body. And I, and once again, I'm not speaking of uh, adult film stars, so don't get that out your head. So it's nothing like that. But um, my guest with me for this edition of the Random Rounds with Rob podcast is Dominique Lewis. How are you, sir? I am great. How are you today? I'm hanging in there. Uh, it was a little bit hectic today at work. Now um, I got off and for some reason, I don't know how it happened, but my key uh, just decided to separate itself from my key ring and I couldn't, oh, no. I couldn't find it. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened. I, I came in the house, <laughs> put my key ring because I, I got a whole mess of keys on my keychain. So I put my key ring up on the little hook by the door and I looked at it and I was like, wait a minute. The goddamn on van key is not on the, the keychain. So I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm in the van. I'm in the garage. I don't know why I looked in the garage because I didn't park in the garage to begin with. But I don't know how I would have got in there. So I looked anyway. I retraced my steps. I went under the van. I went around the other car, and it was in the grass, just chilling. Like, hey, here I am. But, <laughs> oh, man. but it's, uh, it happens sometimes, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just prefer that it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, don't we all? <laughs> but um, reason that I asked you to be on my show is because um, many years back. Um, you know, I, I love to watch movies and everything. And many years back, I found a film called uh, B-13. 
or it was District mm. 13 or there's many because I think it's a French film. And so it's probably in many different languages or different titles. Mm-hmm. And um, I was introduced to the world of parkour, free running, or um, whatever other thing, uh, you know, variation that they call it. And yeah. it just freaking blew my mind the feats that, you know, people can do, you know, just, you know, where they scaling buildings and, you know, doing all these flips and, all kind of stuff like that. And ever since I saw that movie, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole and I just yeah. seen all these different um people just posting videos of them um tricking is what they call it. <laughs> you know, not not, not for mm-hmm. uh, some change or nothing like that, but I'm pretty sure you get compensated for your skills. But um it was just it it blew my mind the feats that you and other people that I've seen could uh do and coming over to doing a podcast and um trying to find people that spark my interest you were one of them because i come across your page here on instagram and you can follow him too at what is that dami trick so yeah dami trick dami trick yeah i don't want to disgrace your name i'm glad you pronounced it correctly for me i'm sorry and um (laughs) I seen the very first video I seen of you, you were on the ground in a seated position, mm-hmm. legs straight out. And you just went from a seated position up in the air on your feet. And then there was many, many uh, backhand springs to follow with some twists and some other crazy shit. And I don't know how you did yeah. it, but you did it. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and then once again, hit your page. And I'm going down the rabbit hole. I'm just seeing you cutting flips in front of the Eiffel Tower. Goddamn Italy, Rome, and all kind of other crazy places and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I just knew that I had to talk to you. That's basically what it boiled down to. I just like, I I need to hear words from your mouth to how the hell you do stuff like this. (laughs) I got you. I I can let you know anything you want. So where did it begin for you? Because like when I see people with an extraordinary talent like this, and believe me, this this shit is crazy if you haven't seen it. How did you figure out that you had this talent, that you had this in you, that you could do stuff like this? Um, it, it all started really, really young. Uh, it started with me. I was about four years old, and uh, my next-door neighbor, I saw him do a backflip. And I'm like, well... I can do that. You know, why, why not try? Uh, well, of course I could not do that. <laughs> and, but I tried anyway, uh, hurt myself pretty bad. But I was always one of those fearless kids where like at a moment like that, where like you hurt yourself doing something, either you're going to be determined to try again and actually get it, or it's going to scare you forever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I think I can do it. So I tried again, like a couple months later and it started to become more of a habit of me, like trying and trying. And then finally, once I got it, uh, I kind of just fell in love with flipping in general. And so all, all this stuff I know is completely self-taught. Um, a lot of people think I was maybe a formal gymnast or a competitive tumbler or something, but mm-hmm. uh, it was all completely self-taught from a young age in uh, grass and concrete. And and then when I was 16 was my first time stepping foot in a school gym, like a gymnastics gym. Yeah. And uh, when I went in there for an open gym, I, I started like messing around on the spring floors in there. And I'm like, holy shit, like I can fly. What is like, <laughs> this is crazy? And 
and so it kind of all it all started right there and then like I, I don't know I just started to adapt to my own style more and more and focus on the power and speed behind the skills that I'm doing and just trying to kind of set myself apart from from everyone else who's doing it yeah that, you answered one of the next questions I was going to ask you if you had any formal training and you didn't come into that until your later years as you just explained so from the time that you taught yourself to do all the things that um you would learn to do um what really changed for you when you actually went into you know the realm of uh, gymnastics like um what do you feel that that brought to your already honed skill set um what what helped a lot because even when i went into the gym it was there i was only there for open gyms where like anyone's allowed to come you just pay and you get to flip around or jump around in the gym and uh my local gym owner uh in port here in michigan i'm actually here right now visiting family but uh the local gym owner there was like you know you're you're pretty good at tumbling like how long have you been where do you where do you train how long have you been doing this i'm like well i'm actually completely self-taught and then from there she would kind of give me some guidance in uh in kind of how to do stuff. She never really told me like, this is how it has to be done, but she kind of be like, you know, maybe you should try a, uh, you know, if you tightened up your legs this way, or like if you pulled your arms to this part of your body, when you're doing this, it might help you. So she started to give me a little bit of guidance. And then from there, I, uh, I actually started coaching gymnastics mm -hmm. and I started with like very basic, uh, like elementary classes and, and then basic tumbling classes and kind of worked my way up to coaching through team and stuff. But once I started coaching it is when I really started to notice a difference in my own skill, because as I'm teaching other people how to do it completely properly, whereas I'm just, you know, I taught myself. So the technique wasn't always the best. Yeah. Uh, it kind of helped, it kind of helped me adapt and change my style a little bit to, to know like some more proper techniques and how to do things in a more efficient way to help out with the tumbling as well. So the coaching part helped me out a lot. Yeah. And I can understand that. Cause, um, I used to teach as well, not not nothing like how you do, but <laughs> um, I taught I taught when I was in the military. Um, I'm transportation. That's my field. Well, it was my field when I was in, and I went back to um, the schoolhouse to train. You know, entry level Marines in the same field that I've been doing at that point for like 14 years. So I knew how to do it my way, but when um, it came to me actually teaching a curriculum, I had to learn it the proper way as well and then kind of blend of what I, you know, real world experience to the classroom environment and everything. Mm -hmm. So I understand what you're talking about. Cause it's like, you know how to do what you do because you do it, but you know, exactly. you're trying to give that knowledge that what, of what you know to somebody else, the way you did it, you know, it may not work for everybody else. So it's also good to know it the proper way as well. Exactly. So that's, that's something that I've always thought of. Like coaching, uh, everyone can learn a like everyone learns at their own pace and learns different ways. So like certain techniques might work for someone better than someone else. And yeah, it definitely helped me out a lot. It helps me when I'm coaching to to know and understand that being self taught that when I'm teaching someone else, you know, maybe this way isn't going to work for them because that's not the way I learned how to do it. Or maybe this way will work better for them because I taught myself how to do it. It might not be the traditional way, but it might work better and kind of intermingles a little bit and kind of, it, it helps you, helps you learn yourself as you're teaching someone else. Yeah. Um, before you like went into it, you know, kind of professionally or whatever, did you have any other 
paths that um, piqued your interest or whatever besides, you know, the tumbling and everything like that, like maybe even martial arts or sports or anything like that? Um, I, I dabbled in martial arts as a kid uh, a bit, and I, I always I always liked it, but I, I kind of, I wouldn't say I lost passion for it, but I just kind of, and I'm not, I don't know, it's weird because I don't normally quit anything, but I kind of mm-hmm. quit doing like the competitive aspect of it pretty young. Yeah. And then like from there, I mean, I, I ran track. I was never really into conventional sports like football and basketball. I'm actually, I'm just, I'm really bad at basketball. <laughs> really bad. I, I always liked it, but I was always <laughs> so terrible at it. Um, so I, I ended up going to college, uh, and I got a degree and everything. I, I went to a private business school called Northwood University and got an international business administration degree. And then that's when I, when I was 18, uh, already in college, that's when I decided I wanted to actually start training harder to get better. So like, like I said, when I first went to the gym, I was 16 mm-hmm. and, uh, that was just for open gyms and stuff. And then graduated high school, went off to college at 17, pretty young. And then when I was 18, already in college, that's when I'm like, you know what? I want to take my training a little bit more. Like, I want to be a little more serious about it. So I started training more with no intention of it going this way, like this far as a career path and stuff. But I, I'm, I'm very happy about it. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, I went to school for international business and the goal was, uh, my end goal has always been, and it still is to, to maybe someday open my own gym, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a tumbling gym and, and stuff like that. So I've always wanted to be tied to what I'm doing, I guess, like, uh, flipping, tumbling and like tricking and all that stuff. But, uh, I didn't see myself being more on the professional athlete side. I saw myself just maybe opening my own facility and uh, just providing that for people who want to do tumbling and and cheer and tricking and parkour free running all that stuff. Sweet. Um, as far as because it's 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 professional because I mean you 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 generate some cash from doing what you do or whatever. But like to me looking at it, I mean I I, I do consider it an art form, but it's like almost weird in a way that is like you can get paid to go around the world and just do, you know, these amazing feats of, uh, you know, yeah. of, you know, skill and everything. And, um, whenever the idea was first presented to you to like, I guess, what, uh, whoever, um, you work for, or, you know, your first opportunity to get paid to do what you do. How did that hit you? Mm-hmm. It was like, you wait a minute, you want to pay me? to come cut flips around this motherfucker. That's what you're telling me right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, it all stems from, um, I mean, tricking, uh, it originally was called martial arts tricking, but yeah, but tricking, um, it's, it's a pretty, it's an up and coming sport. It's, it's growing very quickly. Uh, and it, it started about 15, 20 years ago. And, uh, now a lot of trickers are in, in like stunts and stuff. So all the Marvel movies you see, yeah. are like a lot of friends of mine are doing all those stunts and those, those are normally trickers. And, um, so tricking is, it's a growing thing. And the events that, uh, trickers hold are called gatherings. And these gatherings are all throughout the world. And there are obviously some that are bigger than others, some that are way more well known than others. And, uh, it all started when, uh, I, I started being asked to be a special guest at these different tricking gatherings around the world where they would fly me there to just kind of be a presence and, and flip around, show off my skill and interact with all the people there. And, uh, when that started, that all started probably about end of 2014 and then going into 2015 is when it started happening a lot where I was being asked to go to like 
all all events throughout all corners of the world. And then I was approached uh, eventually by Red Bull to come and start judging some stuff for them. And so Red Bull Kick It is an event that's held in uh, Seoul, South Korea every year. And so they asked me to start coming and being an acrobatic judge for the event. And, um, you know, things like when that happens, it all starts to kind of snowball. People see that, like, I'm going to all these events and doing stuff with Red Bull. And then it just kind of all keeps, like, snowballing where everyone's like, wow, he's really going around. So, like, maybe I want him at my event. And, yeah, it just, it all happened so fast, though, too. And and again, it happened with that video you saw, or one of the two, because, like, there was the first one that I did of me sitting down, that sitting back handspring that went, crazy viral in my home gym here in Port Huron. And then another one that went crazy viral, uh, just last year in the beginning of the year. And then when that one went, uh, well, now it would be two years ago, technically, because it was back in 2017, but that one went crazy viral. And, uh, between those two videos alone, it's pushing about a billion views across like all social media platforms between just the two videos. And so like that, that was like a huge thing is where like, I don't know. It's it's just crazy how your life can change overnight from like a simple video and then people realizing and seeing like unique skill and, and then wanting you to be a part of things. Yeah. Now, um, if you don't mind me asking, uh, wh- wh- how old are you? I am 26. I just turned 26, uh, end of September. Okay. All right. Um, I was scrolling through uh, your account earlier today, you know, in anticipation of getting you on here and picking your brain and whatnot. Um, Uh It's a physically demanding thing that you do. And um, tell me about some of the injuries that you came across doing, you know, this, all this stuff that you do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've actually been pretty lucky uh, in saying that, you know, knock on wood. I'm doing it for you right now. (laughs) Yeah, I've been I've been relatively injury free uh, for the most part for the crazy stuff that I do, but I have had a couple bad ones. Um, the first pretty bad one, uh, I I shattered my ankle uh, back in like 2012, and they had to put screws in, and then from there, like that one just kind of kept, you know, that one kept bugging me for a while, and then I ended up rebreaking it at one point um, at a nightclub in Amsterdam of all places. <laughs> Uh, I got into a tricking battle, actually. The, the biggest tricking event in the world was held in Amsterdam. And I was uh, it was like an after party. And we were all out at a club. And we got into a trick battle. And I kicked the table and broke my ankle a second time. Sweet. <laughs> but uh, so I could, I've broken the ankle twice. And then, obviously, the annoying ankle sprains. But uh, the main one's like, I've broken my sternum twice as well. Um, <sighs> which, which that one was, uh, that one sucks. That, that one is really uncomfortable. <laughs> I can imagine because I mean yeah. it's kind of hard yeah. breathing and everything, and I don't exactly. Think... And you you can't you have to sleep certain ways. You have to sleep on your back. You mm. can't sleep on your sides really. And then there's absolutely no sleeping on your stomach mm. for a while. But yes, yeah. so, I mean the, the sternum was a doozy. And the first one happened. Um, I was just being stupid, and I was I had just gotten the screws in my ankle. I was in the boot still, and at a tricking gathering again, and I was flipping on the trampoline and under rotated a flip and kind of suitcased or mm. necked or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And, uh, so that's the first time I broke it. And then the second time, um, this is a quick note for all you out there who want to start flipping already do. Don't do it after you've been drinking quite a bit. <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, I, I like to get, I like to drink a little bit. Like me and my teammates will have some fun and we'll drink and we'll just mess around and do a little bit of stuff. But sometimes, you know, you can go overboard and try stuff you have no business trying. And, 
Yeah, I tried a standing double front flip on the floor, and I can't even do one running really that well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I tried I tried a standing double front flip on the floor and uh, chipped a tooth and broke my sternum the second time. So that's like the those are that's like the extent of my main injuries, right there. <laughs> But they all could, they all could have been avoided. Two of those involved alcohol, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of those involved me just being stupid, not having any business being on the trampoline with the screws in my ankle. The only one that was really uh, not my fault, I guess, would have been the first one, the one where I had the screws put in. Okay, yeah, that, um, you talking about um, breaking your ankle and everything? It, it leads me to um, flashed in my mind is another guy that I follow here on Instagram is a. Uh, I think it's a JB Ninja Boy or something like that. And I seen some uh, footage of him doing his stuff. And he had um, a clip in there to where he jumped. He did a transition from, I think, one part of a walkway over an opening to another end of a walkway. And he broke his foot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, through the whole time that he had the cast and the boot and everything on his foot, he still was posting videos of him on the trampoline and doing other stuff on one foot. And I thought that was freaking yep. amazing. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and also stupid, but still. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's, that's actually uh, one of my, like my more signature skills aside from like the sitting back handspring. Uh, I'm like known for, there's a, a move called the gainer switch where you repeatedly do a backflip up one leg yeah. while swinging the other leg. So I'm like, I'm going off of my right leg and swinging my left leg. And uh, I had the world record at one point um, with doing 18 of them in a row. And I mean, it's, it's been shattered but since now or uh, since then. But um, the way I got good at those was because my left leg was the one that I had damaged my left ankle. And so I had, if I wanted to train, I could only use my right leg. I'm like, well, what could I work on? What can I train? So I'm like, shit, I'll just try swing throughs and just only use my right leg. And so it, it also helped that I had that big old boot on my left leg that added a little bit of extra weight. Moment. So I was sitting there just pra- yeah, practicing the swings. And then like that became one of my like strong suits in my, uh, in my tricking and tumbling styles. Like my swing throughs became like dominant because at one point I couldn't even use my left leg. So that's, that's what I had to do. Sometimes you just have to adapt. And if you do still want to train and make sure you don't, further injured that same area then you got to kind of adapt and figure out what you can do safely i guess yeah it's just like that's the god damn it i'm gonna do this shit anyway (laughs) exactly (laughs) like you're not gonna stop me um list off some of the places that you've been you know since you taken on this profession oh boy um so I've, i've now been to 23 countries since um uh, some of my favorites, I guess, instead of listing up all 23 off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. uh, Israel, I've been to a few times and I, I love it there. I have a lot of very close friends there now. Um, Korea, a few times. Uh, Japan's amazing. Um, France, Switzerland, Italy. Uh, been to Sweden a couple times now and Denmark. Iceland is another one of my all time favorite places to go. Uh, Yes, what's that being? That's just a few right there where it's like, it, it's just nuts. Like, and just right now, I, I'm leaving for California. I'm leaving for Lake Tahoe tomorrow, and then from there, I'm going down to New Orleans, and then from there, I'm going to New Zealand. And like, it, and I just got back from a trip. Uh, when you said you saw me doing some flips in front of the Eiffel Tower, I was just in France and uh, Amsterdam, 
So I was at, in France and the Netherlands, and now I'm about to be heading on over to uh, New Zealand. And so one of my like big taglines, and people always see it on my Instagram and Snapchat, and, like I have wristbands that say it, but I always say like another day, another plane, because I travel uh, at least once a week usually. Hmm. Man. <laughs> somewhere different yeah <laughs> i'm a little jealous i need to go start rolling around in my front yard <laughs> right you never know i mean hey it might go viral and then you might end up on ellen or something you know <laughs> nah I, i'm too old for that the the most flips i've ever done was uh encased inside a wrestling ring and those were didn't feel good because i was falling on my back and shit so <laughs> oh yeah but um some of the guys that you train and everything and you working with, um, how many of them do you see like real promising and real potential in? Um, well, on that, it, it depends on which aspect, because I, again, as I'm involved with like gymnastics and mm-hmm. then tricking, and then I'm also very heavily involved in G tramp, which stands for garden tramp. Uh, so it's like backyard trampoline, which is, yeah. Actually, it's a bit bigger than than tricking now. Uh, it's blown up social media wise. Um, but like the, in in each aspect, I mean, with gymnastics, I uh, I do work alongside some Olympic team members, uh, doing like coaching and stuff sometimes at a, a summer camp that I normally do. And um, so that's like coaching and and training alongside coach coaching with and training alongside uh, a lot of different like Olympians and stuff, both men and women. Um, so, I mean, obviously they, they've got it figured out. <laughs> and then, uh, in the tricking side, there are, there are some really, really crazy people like Michael Guthrie is the best tricker ever to live. And that's like a hands down known thing. And he's also a very, very close friend of mine. Uh, just, a a farm boy from Kansas <laughs> and just happens to be the, the best ever. Um, and then th- there are some new up and comers in the new generation of tricking. There's a, a trio from Japan who are all 14 years old. Uh, Jin, Zen, and then the the main one's name is Shosei, and Shosei is pretty undoubtedly the best tricker in the world right now. Like like I said, Mike is like the greatest ever, but Shosei, who's 14 years old, is doing stuff and pushing boundaries of the sport that are, in in all honesty, just like somewhere that it's he's taken it places that none of us ever thought it could even go, and he's doing some of the most incredible things that no one really has thought possible. And it's all like uh, we've all noticed and found him just within like the last year or two. And he's, it's, he's just like one of those people. Where he's a prodigy. He's like, he, he's just unstoppable. And he just won the, the event. I was just at in Amsterdam. That is the, the biggest tricking event in the world. And we, and oh, that's another thing I do at these events. Is I judge uh, mm-hmm. most of them. If, if there's a competition aspect, I'm normally one of the judges. And um, so I, I had to judge that like, all the top trickers in the world in one room going at it back and forth, uh, and like in a bracket style and so say one out of like everyone there. And it's crazy. He's 14 years old. And it's just, it's just incredible to see some of these kids that are just so, so, so talented and still aren't even like grown, like they haven't grown much. They, they don't even have any muscle tone or like anything to like, <laughs> I don't It's just crazy. It's crazy to see. It's like, what's going to happen when they're 16, 17, 18, and they're actually like strong, strong. And like, so they already obviously have the flawless technique to help them get through everything. So what happens when they get like really strong and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy and almost scary to think about like where that's, where that's going. Yeah. Um, 
your style. Um, from yeah. all the people that I follow, I mean, you brought up some uh, other names that I wasn't uh, privy to before because, I mean, I, you know, I just kind of go through. I see your name mm-hmm. and I look at your video. Then I see who like it. Then I go look at their shit. And then I say, oh, he do some good, <laughs> cool shit, too. That's kind of how I find people. And, uh, yeah, no but, with that. But all the people that I've that I follow on social media, all the people that I've seen, you know, your style is like to me, it's like aggressive. It's just like as soon as you start, it's just like it's just like pow, it's just like hard, it's like rough, you know. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. how? Yeah, I mean, I'm always saying that how to any <laughs> of them because I can't do none of that shit. But like when it comes to honing your style and, you know, making what you do unique to you, because I mean, there's a lot of people that can do what you do, but they don't do it like you do it. You know, what, Mm -hmm. what comes with that process of trying to kind of figure out, you know, what you can do and kind of trying to make it unique to yourself. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is that I'm not a small person. Like I'm I'm short, but I'm not small. There you go. I was going to ask you about that because like that was, that was the main thing of why, I wanted to, you know, kind of connect with you because like I look at you and then I look at everybody else that I follow and some of the names I just looked up the um Mike the Michael Guthrie guy just now I and I yeah. look I look at all these different people and even some of the professional like the actors and everything. Your build is not that, you know. So that's what no, also not at all. <laughs> yeah, that's what also makes your style unique as well. It's just like if if I didn't know you had that in you. Like if I just walked up on you on the street and everything, and then all of a sudden you just start doing some flips and shit, I'd be like, my mind would have been blown more than what has already been blown up. I would have probably blown my mind. <laughs> the wind would have took it away, and I don't know, street sweeper would have kind of swept it up and spun it out into the, you know, then the it clown would have took it down into the drain. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my shit would have been all over the place pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that is that's funny but yeah like i'm i'm five six and i weigh 200 pounds i mean most of it's muscle but i mean yeah. obviously I'm, I'm a little bit on the heavier side uh and some of that comes from me liking to party a bit you yeah. know i can drink <laughs> and stuff but um yeah like that that's always been i guess more the unique aspect of my training i guess is that like you know you got to work with what you got and I, I mean i could lose a little bit of weight if i really wanted to but I don't know. I, I find like I'm at a, I'm at a healthy weight mm-hmm. and it helps me with the explosive power. Cause that's something I've always had. Like I, when I, when I ran track and stuff, I was always, I was always a sprinter and a hurdler and I was, I was always very fast. I, I don't have the, the stamina so much to do anything like super long. And that's why you'll see some people doing these marathon combos mm-hmm. and tricking where they're just going for like 45 seconds straight. And I'm going for like 10 seconds <laughs> and it's, fast crazy yes. explosive do some crazy shit and then i'm like all right i'm done for 10 minutes hold on i need my inhaler like i'll be right back and um yeah so i mean i've always had to just hone in on on that aspect is focusing on the fact that like i have the explosive muscle why not use that to my advantage and that uh, definitely helps again with like the weight and then me being short like the center of gravity is like perfect mm-hmm. for the flipping that i'm doing I, I don't know. I guess like genetically, like I just, I got, I won the genetic lottery when it comes to the sport, I guess. Like yeah. I'm, I'm built pretty well for it pretty uniquely, but pretty well for it. And, uh, I definitely, that has helped a lot in, in my training. And then just like, again, honing in on what I'm good at and how I can set myself apart from all the other trickers and tumblers and stuff out there who are also very, very talented, but yeah. 
I guess, yeah, it, like you said, it's just, I, I don't, I don't look the same. Yeah. And, uh, that, that definitely plays a key in, in some of the, I guess, social media, um, success and stuff like that is like, it draws the eye when people are like, wow, that boy is, that's a big boy. <laughs> and he's <laughs> yeah. out there doing some big boy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And one yeah. of the words that you use is in describing your style is uh, explosive. And, you know, as soon as you said that, I kind of, you know, I, that hooked me or whatever, because it is. And um, the way you talk about the chaining of the combos and whatnot, it's like I've seen people just like keep going and going and going and just, you know, pulling out combo after combo and everything. You do the same thing, but really fast. <laughs> so. Yeah. Cause like that dude can do like a 10 chain combo and you can do the same 10 chain combo in like half the time. So I'll just like, that is fucking crazy. <laughs> and it's just like yeah. the freaking, cause I, I, when I was going through the videos, cause there's a couple setups to where you um in the seated position or whatever. And I like, all right, you just going to show them how to do it. And then it'll just be like, boom, and there's like 30 other flips after that. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And a lot of it is like just kind of thinking of it as I go. I mean, obviously there are like certain combos that I want and stuff, but um, a lot of like, I, and I know this is this, I know I can speak for other trickers and, and tumblers and stuff, like freestyle tumblers and uh, trickers. When I say this is that like a lot of it is just, you know, you, you feel it out. So it, it's kind of like it, it, it hits you as you're going. So yeah. it kind of just pops, it just pops in your head and you do it as you're going. So it's crazy how, how, comfortable we can get with our own bodies and our own skill sets to be able to create these combinations like these crazy chains of acrobatic craziness and it, it's literally half the time or majority of the time it's on the fly it's like as we're going you're just kind of doing it and it, it's pretty cool it's cool to see how how crazy and how well we can train our our minds and like our body to muscle memory to where we can like kind of just throw all this crazy stuff in together on a whim yeah because i mean there's a lot a lot of momentum based uh, in the chains or whatever because i can kind of see where the next move is going to come in when i watch it because i mean I, I know damn well i couldn't do it but like when i watch a lot of these videos or whatever you can kind of see what the next move is depending on you know the angle of the flip and um you know the speed of it and whatnot so you can kind of dictate to where it goes i was watching one of your videos earlier today i guess you had you know like how you're saying you had a combo you know etched out in your mind and like three or four flips into it you was like fuck and you just like stopped and did some other yeah. shit <laughs> yep yeah that happens sometimes yeah and like so that that's another one it's like sometimes you have to adapt really quick in order to not get injured as well so it's like if if you feel like something's about to go wrong either you have to completely stop or you can just it, you might have a combo planned in your head and then it goes, it goes sour halfway through. And then all of a sudden you got to do something because you can't just stop it, Like, let's say you're midair and you're like, Oh shit, I'm, I'm not high enough to do the skill I'm trying to do. So if I just let myself go right now, I'm going to hurt myself. But if I try to do the same skill that I'm trying to do, I might hurt myself. So now I got to hurry up and do a different skill. And it's like, all that has to happen within a fraction of a second in your brain to like, <laughs> And see, I mean, it, it gets pretty crazy. And you even explaining that to me just now, just like now I understand why you're getting paid. <laughs> yeah. 
And then like um the two guys that you just told me about the um the Michael Guthrie and um what was the other guy uh, show, show. show yeah I looked up one and yeah. I followed one and then automatically the other one popped up so I mean <laughs> yep yeah show say I mean there I can give you a whole slew a whole list of all the top guys but like yeah th- those two really stick out and then like one of my close friends uh Bailey Payne he's he's a really well known tricker out there he's a Red Bull athlete actually he's Red Bull's only tricking athlete. Um, and he's also and like, we, we have a house together out in California and stuff, uh, with our, our sponsored group gravitated equations. And, um, yeah, there's like, uh, there, there are just quite a few who really stand out and stick out in the bunch. And, uh, those are the ones who are at every event like I am and like traveling around and, um, they're normally on the competition side or the, the coaching side. And I'm normally on like the coaching slash judging side never been too competitive. So I've always been more on like the, the judging side. And a lot of that comes from coaching gymnastics for so long. And then like understanding body movement so well, it's like, I, I, I know decently well what I'm looking for and what I'm looking at when I'm watching all this crazy stuff go down. And that's why I've kind of been chosen as like a, a main judge in the, the tricking realm and the trampoline realm. Yeah. Um, what is a normal day like for you? You know, just like, you know, just setting up classes and training and traveling. I mean, what what is just like a typical day for you like? Oh, goodness. Well, uh, I mean, I have my awesome manager, Samantha, who mm-hmm. is giving me a list of tasks that I need to do throughout the day. Um, so, I mean, it, it could be anything from, I mean, it, it ranges. It, it, it changes day by day. Uh, there are some days where, sweet i get to go and have a tricking session so i'll try to like rest a little bit and and just chill and then go to my session might have stuff planned out to do uh during that session um and then there are some days where it's like i have to do some stuff for certain brand deals or like i have to make sure i post these things on my story at these times and then i need to figure out where to go for like this location to do like a, a a tag for this company or this company and that's like more on the brand deal, uh, social media side. And then a lot of it is, uh, doing collaborations with people. So like, um, like traveling around and wherever I am at uh, a clinic or seminar that I'm hosting or a meetup that I'm doing, it's like, I gotta, uh, kind of collaborate with other influencers or I have to try to draw people to these events that I'm doing. And so like every day it, it is something new because I do a lot of different events mm-hmm. because of the fact that I'm involved in, and tricking and tumbling and trampoline so heavily it's like it, it keeps me super busy day by day to where I'm, I'm doing stuff for instagram for youtube and for multiple companies and then the the uh collaboration aspect with other influencers and then trying to do my own thing where i'm trying to do like meet and greets and meetups and stuff and i'll go to like trampoline parks and meet up with a bunch of kids and have fun and throw down with them and then setting up my own private lessons and clinics and seminars that I do when I'm traveling. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's pretty hectic. I I don't find much time to legitimately rest. It's very rare that I get to kind of have like just a rest day. And then now that that rolls right into my next question. Whenever you do have a, a moment of time away from all that or whatever, I mean, what's something that you like to get into? Um, like nowadays, because I mean, I, I, again, I, and you know this, I'm getting a little bit older, you know? <laughs> and it's been a lot of it's been a lot of wear and tear on my body. So, like now, what I try to do when I have a rest day or two 
is I, I really just try to chill as much as I can. So I'll just lay, just hang out at the house, watch Criminal Minds, you know, like just <laughs> just lounge around. Um, and then when I do have rest days, what I try to do mostly is if I can go home and see my family. Cause I, I'm, I'm from uh, Michigan, uh, Detroit area. So I'm a little bit north of Detroit. And uh, so whenever I can get home or just like just sit and just chill and like take a breath. Um, unfortunately, I never get to actually just turn my phone off. <laughs> like that'd be nice to just have a day where I could just turn my phone off and not talk to anyone that, that I don't, I don't, I don't ever get to do that because my, my phone is kind of my job in a way. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's really, really just me trying my best to just chill out and like not do something physical. Cause that's, I'm always ripping and running. I'm always getting on a plane to go somewhere. And then right when I get there, it's like, you have to be at the gym or you have to be at this place at this time. Like right when you get off the plane, it's, it gets kind of gets exhausting, but I, I mean, I absolutely, absolutely love it. Like I wouldn't trade it for the world, but yeah, it, it has, its, it has its perks and then it has its downfalls. And the, the nonstop is, is the down, the downfall part, I guess it's yeah. not much rest, but yeah. So, so, I mean, I'm sorry, going off on the tangent, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> going off on the rambles, but yeah. So, I mean, like it, it's just trying my best to not do something physical on, on the days where I can rest, I guess. Is it safe to say that you um you like action films? Absolutely. Like what 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 type of action films do you like? Is it martial arts or is it like the Expendables type shit where it's just like guns and bullets and bombs and all kind of crazy shit? I I, I like all of it. Like horror is probably my favorite genre, and then it goes action. And like I love all action. Um, like one one that I recently watched that's like super dope is the equalizer i love watching oh, denzel, yeah. like equalizer too yeah denzel going in and you know effing some people up like i like i like that kind of action and then yeah like you said the expendables fucking dope <laughs> expendables <laughs> is crazy like and then old old style martial arts movies like jet lee and and bruce lee and jackie chan like i, I like it all have you seen the raid i have not but i already feel like now I got to watch it. Oh, you, oh boy, you need to watch. It's called the raid colon redemption. And then there's the raid two. So you need to look both of those up whenever you uh, like, maybe you can do it in between flips. You can probably pull it up on your phone. And while you're doing a half gain (laughs) of twists, you can just probably pull up the film and check it out. Cause I mean, I know you're a busy, busy man and everything. So, Whenever you can get that in there. But that's uh, my two recommendations for you um, at this juncture, sir. Okay. So I highly recommend you get on that. All right. The rate. Okay, I got you. You know what? I mean, I can I can download it and then watch it on the plane. Yeah, yeah, because you're a, a jet flying, limousine riding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Now, um... How big, I mean, because you're talking about your phone and everything, you know, you know, doing everything with all these different influencers and whatnot. How important is social media to what you do? Um, I would say it's on the more important side. Uh, it's definitely a, a huge, huge part of what I do. And it's not because of the fact that, like, uh, I need or like, because I've always been one where I'm like, I, I don't really care the amount of fo- like, I don't care how many followers I have. Whereas a lot of people I know are on that, on that side, but it does help. So, I mean, I, I it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Cause I think social media has like, it's crazy, like 
super cool aspects. Like my, my life wouldn't be where it is right now without it because of viral videos and then like all that stuff. But then at the same time, I see how much harm is done on social media and just, I mean, even to, to me, I mean, people are normally very kind, but, uh, people, I mean, always you get the keyboard warriors who'll say some pretty crazy messed up mean things. Yeah. And it's like, so, I mean, it has its ups and downs, but I, I, I definitely see more of the good in it. Um, it, it helps me have a platform to help inspire people, especially like, like I, we've talked about, like I'm a little bit bigger. So inspiring bigger people to show them like you can move your body and you can do some crazy stuff if you, if you really want to, it, it's going to be hard work, of course, but mm-hmm. if I can do it, why can't you, you know? And everyone's like, like, you can't just pull the, if I can do it, so can you. I mean, I can, because if, if I've done it, there's no reason you can't, unless there's like obviously a physical like disability or something like yeah. there's no reason you can't do it. And, um, so I've, I've always thought of it that way is that to use social media as a platform to inspire. And so, I mean, I love that aspect and that has helped my brand as like Dominic. My, my name is Dominique Lewis, but yeah, yeah I go by Dominic and, uh, it, it's grown. It's helped my brand grow a ton, which has helped me again with like all the different jobs I have, like traveling around and, and doing meet and greets or meetups and then doing, uh, like business consulting for trampoline parks and and working with all the like all these crazy talented athletes and helping shape and mold the whole new generation of trickers and and tumblers and trampoline kids and so that that all is like got me to where i am with with work as like a judge for all these events and as like a special guest and a host of all these events and uh but it again more so i find it more important to like just my life in general that I'm helping inspire people and social media is what gives me that platform to do that. Cause I mean, other than like if there was no Instagram or, or YouTube or um, even sometimes like Facebook, uh, I mean, I, I just don't know how I would be able to reach the amount of people I have and been able to, to help the amount of people I have if I didn't have those things. Yeah. Tell me about the grab dad. Yeah. The grab dad. Oh yes. So Gravitated Equations um, is my my main sponsor, um, and it started off as a clothing company by two uh, trampoline parkour free running kids, um, Solomon Berg and Andrew Friedman, and they started in their basement uh, in California. And the uh, Andrew Friedman's dad is the grab dad, and um, so he let them start this like little little thing down in his basement. And that house became known as the Grab House. And the uh, Gravitated Equation started off as like an Instagram page with just like skits and funny. Like it's just always like funny stuff of like the Grab Kids and then like me and other people involved with the Grab Kids and other like trampoline kids and trickers and free runners who are all like just, you know, funny people doing funny stuff and like intentionally messing up or like just messing around with each other. And then it just grew and grew and grew to where people were like, you need to make a clothing brand and blah, blah, blah. Like we'd buy some merch. So then the two kids started making this merch in their basement, like by hand, uh, like getting the material and then pressing it on by hand and making the orders like as they come. And then it just grew so big with the, the crazy influx and like growth of the trampoline and tricking community. So where like Mike Friedman had to, Mike Friedman and then Solomon's dad, Eli, had to like turn it into a legitimate business. And now they have, they have like a fulfillment center where they and like a warehouse and a whole corporate team. And um, they send us 
uh, me and the other gravitated equations athletes, uh, Bailey Payne, Jack Payne, and Z Zaromba, they send us to like other countries. And so they, they were the ones who just sent me to, to Paris and then uh, to Amsterdam where I judged hooked. And then uh, they took us on a trip to Hawaii recently. So they're super, super cool, supportive parents of like what their kids are doing. And then they support their kids' friends in, um, I guess, like sponsoring us and giving us an opportunity to just travel and have some fun sometimes. Uh, so that's what the grab dad, Mike, is he's just the most hilarious, funniest guy. And yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen his Instagram now, but mm-hmm. yeah, like he just does really funny skits. He's a funny guy and he he just loves life and loves to have fun and be involved in the the tumbling and the tricking and the trampoline community. And it's really cool watching him like just be a nuts old man, like loving, <laughs> loving life with all these kids. <laughs> What's another one on here that I've seen? Uh, Tweezy. What about that guy? Oh boy. What a, what a riot. <laughs> oh, Tweezy. So he, um, I met him through all this crazy stuff, like flipping around and stuff. And he's more uh, on the Instagram comedian side. Yeah. And he, he's like gotten into some flipping and stuff, but um, yeah, he's got, he's just been like gotten a little bit involved with me and the other grab people more. So like he, he was introduced to me uh, through some of the other grab guys. And um, it's just, he is, he's so funny. So, I mean, that's what he's known for. He's, he's more on the comedian side and he's just a good energy to be around. Like, always cracking jokes. He gets in roast battles and will roast anybody. Mm. Doesn't care who you are to your face. And like, you can go after him. And I mean, I'm sure you've seen, he's yeah. missing the missing all the front teeth right there and doesn't stop him. People will go at him and say whatever they want about his teeth and stuff. And he just, he'll go right back at him. And, oh man. Yeah. Tweezy's a, he's a funny, super cool guy. Yeah. I think, um, a couple of years back, I don't, I don't know how long he, because um, I come across him because um, I think I was either still in the Marine Corps or on the way out of the Marine Corps, and I came across him, and I seen that he was a Marine as well, and I think like I tried to reach out to him and get him on the show, be, you know, just on the fact that he was a Marine like me, and I wanted to talk to him and just you know, you know, pick his brain and stuff, but that never happened, and then I come across you, and then it just kind of. I guess in a way it came full circle because like mm-hmm. through you, I seen him again and now I know that he's out and he's doing all this other stuff and he's had some success, which I'm proud of because he's a fellow Marine oh. like myself. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, well, I mean, thank you both for, for your service. That's a brave thing to do. Oh shit. You doing some way, some brave shit too. <laughs> but what, no, no, nobody's shooting way, at yeah. you though, but still brave shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. See, man. See, if we had a couple of y'all out there in Afghanistan, we we might have won a lot quicker. Because I mean, you could have damn did a course <laughs> screw around the bullet and shot somebody like that way, and like curved the bullet yeah. like some wanted shit or whatever. <laughs> yeah, wanted. Oh yeah. Oh shit. But hey, uh, at the end of the day, um, what I like to do when I have people on here, you know. It doesn't matter the profession that they're in or the hobby that they come well known from doing. Where do you see yourself or where do you want to be within the next two to five years? Um, well, that's good. Two to five. So you would have said ten, I'm like, oh shit, I don't think my body's gonna last that much longer. <laughs> but you know, two to five, uh I, I plan on I plan on carrying the, what I'm doing out as long as I can. 
Um, so, so continuing the traveling and trying to just uh, keep judging and, and help hosting and creating events and giving the, the up and coming generation a platform that they can make more legitimate and to kind of make these sports more legitimate because I mean, they're still pretty underground and people yeah. see these viral videos of these people, but they don't really know who they are or they don't know their story and they, they don't see much other than maybe that one video of them. And so it's like, that's, that's why I'm trying to kind of help them get a more substantial base by like helping create these events where they can compete and stuff and make it feel like it's more worth it to, to the, the up and coming generation. Um, to, to continue on and to keep inspiring them seeing like that I've had some success and a lot of my, my peers that I'm traveling around with have had the success in doing it and letting these kids know that like, if you're truly passionate about doing this stuff, then you can, and you can make it into a career in a way. And obviously it's easier said than done, but um, it, it can happen. And so just, I guess next two to five years, continuing the grind on traveling a ton and going out and meeting all these kids and I don't want to call, I don't want to call them fans, but like all the followers and stuff on <clears throat> Instagram and YouTube and stuff like going out and actually meeting them face to face and learning more about the people and, and helping inspire them and, and teach them to do what I'm doing. Um, yeah. I mean, that that's, that's probably the two to five year plan. And then after that, when the body can't handle it, that's when I'll open my own gym and just keep, keep the grind on teaching people how to do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. man yeah that's some admirable stuff man you know paving the way for the next generation and and if you do have any skill or you know knowledge in anything i mean that's the best thing that you can do for you know whatever skill set that is that you're into because i mean you keep the thing going that you love mm-hmm. yeah so exactly. we're gonna put a pin in it right here we're gonna go ahead and wind it down but before you go okay. sir where can everybody find you on social media? All right. Well, you guys can, if you look me up on YouTube, it's, it's a simple Dom Lewis. Uh, I'll probably be one of the first to pop up. Um, Instagram, Domatric. And then uh, same with Snapchat. You'll see more of the behind the scenes, funny, like crazy adventure stuff. Uh, that's Domatric as well. So, uh, yep, Dom, just search up Domitric, D-O-M-I-T-R-I-C-K, like the name Dominic, even though that's not my name. <laughs> but, yeah, so if you just look up Domitric on any of those platforms uh, or just Dom Lewis on YouTube, it'd be uh, an easy way to find me. Word. Uh, it was one more thing I had to ask you about before I got off with you. Uh-huh. That 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 tag league they got, what you think about that? You know, where the motherfuckers is professionally running around playing tag in the little arena and everything with all the obstacles and shit? Let, <laughs> let me tell you, I, I actually, I, oh man, I want to try that so bad now. I know my asthma won't permit it because I don't, I don't have the long windedness to like keep running like that, but I want to try because I find that shit. I, I like that. Like that's crazy and it looks fun and you could like, especially if like me and like some of the friends started doing it and flipping around while we did it. Oh man. Do it. I, I think it'd be crazy. I, I'm gonna try. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. I just need to find some other people who want to get into it. You know, maybe maybe that's the new two to five year plan. I might join a tag league and <laughs> <laughs> become a tag athlete. <laughs> Shit, I'm down with that. There we go. Yeah. So if you do need some um, tag sponsored athletes, I can do that. I, I would not so much want to be a participant like an athlete in the actual league, but I would like to be the spokesperson or maybe a towel boy. 
You know, I can just <laughs> I can run out there between yeah, you sets. Could be and, our, you could be the team manager. Uh, oh, I'm down with that. It'd be like a what dodgeball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, well, man, it's been a pleasure to speak with you and pick your brain a little bit, and you know, kind of get a little insight on how all your empire came to be and whatnot, and how you uh, jet flying, limousine riding, yeah. <laughs> Eiffel yeah. Tower flipping, uh, Amsterdam uh, sipping. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. <laughs> but um. Oh well, that. Thank you so much uh, for all of it. I mean, this, this has been good. It's been a good conversation. And all right. I mean, as it always is for any guest that's come on the Random Rounds with Rob podcast, the door is always open for you to come back and, you know, promote your next thing that you're doing or just to hang out and bullshit, man. It, just, it is what it is. All right. I, you know, I like both those things, but I, yeah, I'm down to hang out and bullshit again. <laughs> right. I like that. And that was the man, Dominique Lewis. Man, and I, I, I truly implore you all to go to his Instagram at Dometrick on Instagram and just look at the things that this man can do. And you heard the conversation that we had. You heard how he started. It's just he it was something that he thought he could do and he pursued it and it, he turned a career out of something that he loved to do. Something that he probably would have done for free, but he's getting paid for it. So, I mean, that's always a plus. Man, it's, it's just what I've been preaching and telling y'all in the past couple of episodes. I, I, I told y'all at the beginning of the year that I ain't doing no motherfucking resolutions because I don't believe in that shit. You should, you know, strive to be a better person or, you know, try to come closer and closer to your goals that you set every single day rather than, you know, trying to refresh at the beginning of the year but it seems like subliminally i have been doing it uh myself i mean i haven't verbally said hey this is my goal for 2019 or whatever but you know subliminally i have been you know setting minor goals for myself and pretty much just trying to put out the positive vibes out there to you who may be listening to this podcast that if you have something that you are interested in go for it man I mean, if you have something inside of you that says that you can do a certain thing or you're just interested in a certain thing, just do it. You know, failure is just a stepping stone to success. I mean, you, you're you not going to knock it out of the park uh, 100 percent of the time. But you, you know, got to take those steps. Got to make those leaps and bounds and flips and tucks and twists and twirls like my man Dominique been doing. So. Once again, check him out on Instagram at Dami Trick and just follow this dude as he glow trots around the world. Jet flying limousine. <laughs> I don't know why I was doing that shit. Ric Flair just popped into my head because just to see this dude just travel all over the world doing something that he loves. Cutting flips in this motherfucker, as we used to say when I was a young man. He was cutting flips, man. What the hell you do? You're cutting flips. <laughs> you cutting flips <laughs> think about that man we're going outside we're going to cut some flips dogs cut some flips anyway i'm about to cut the fuck up out of here um as always you can follow me on twitter at it's b rob that's i-t-s-b-r-o-b if you want to talk professional wrestling and any other general shenanigans that's the place you do it um you can follow this show on twitter at three r show 
Also on Instagram, you can follow this show. Just look for the Random Rounds with Rob because at 3R Show is taken by some punk motherfucker that don't even use his account or post any pictures or do anything productive with the shit. Um, you can go to randomrobcast.com to where you can find all many different ways and manner of things to support this show and The Real Robinsons and freaking Wrestling is Trash and just all the things <laughs> um march i mean not march february 28th end of the month end of february um the merchandise provider that i had for uh, we have merch.com the guy that posts all my stuff my hats and all the cool items that i was able to put out for people to purchase he is closing down shop he is closing his business and whatnot so you have until february 28th to uh, purchase some items from wehavemerch.com. Um, since he's closing, I'm guessing I can hook you up with some uh, discounts. I mean, my shit was already cheap anyway, but nobody still bought the shit except for Brandon McIntyre, Nick Lovers, and you know a couple other people that hit me up. But um, just hit me up if you are interested. I'm for real. If you hit me up, DM me. However you you won't do it. If you are interested in buying some merchandise before the shop closed down, I'll try to do as best as I can to get you a discount like deeper discount, like some cheap shit, like a couple of dollars, maybe single digits, <laughs> depending on um, how man feeling. He closing down shop. He ain't going to be selling shit no more. So, I mean, he probably trying to liquidate all this shit. So you can probably get some cheap gear here pretty soon. I, I was just trying to get a waterfall mania hat and shirt and a waterfall uh, wrestling is trash hat and shirt out real quick before he shut all that shit down. And I had to go find another provider, man. This dude, he was doing some good business. He he made the shit just the way I liked it. And I, it's, I'm sad to see him close down. He has personal reasons. I don't know why. But he made some good shit. And I'm just sad to see him go. Now I got to find another plug. I find another connect. God damn it. You know, I still have shit on spread tees and represent and all that stuff. But they don't pay too much in the profit department. And, you know, I don't know. I just like this dude shit. And now he going away. But anyway. Uh, get it while you can, motherfuckers. Uh, you can also uh be a patron, which you can find links to that on randomrobcast.com. Um, I'm debating on some things or whatever. Um, it'll kind of, it'll affect the patrons not so much because it'll just be a migration to something else. I've been using the um, patron thing through uh Podbean, that's my podcast provider. And I was thinking about moving over to uh, patreon.com to continue it over there because um, just from hearing other people using Patreon and everything, there's a couple of more features that I could do over there within the service that I can't do with my current uh, Patreon provider. So if anybody is uh, using patreon.com and you're satisfied with it, you can give me some insight. I would very much appreciate that. Hit me in the DM, slide in ever so gently. And um, that's it, man. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with uh, Josiah Williams. He's the guy behind um, the Wrestling Flow YouTube and Instagram. And also um, previous week with Sir John Lee. And I hope you're enjoying his new single, The City, that's out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and all those other places. I don't know why I said Stitcher. That's for podcasting and shit. But uh, check both of those talented gentlemen out. And I'm going to keep throwing it out there into the universe that I want them to collaborate on some shit. You know, somebody make the beat, somebody lays the track. Are they both flowing on some shit? That's all I really want. <laughs> but um, 
Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Random Rhymes with Rob podcast. Uh, check out all the other things on randomrobcast.com. And I'll see you next time.